Hello and thank you for downloading this episode of Discussing Documentaries with Rick Wharton and me, Matt Wills. Today we are talking about one I've been wanting to watch for ages, Crip Camp. It's from the year, it's from the year 2020. Uh, the provider was Netflix. It was written and directed by Jim Lebrecht, who also stars in it, and Nicole Noonan. Uh, there's no money, but listen to the accolades, Rick. 11 wins. 33 nominations, including an Oscar nod. Lost out to Endgame. Down the road from Woodstock, a revolution blossomed at a ramshackle summer camp for teenagers with disabilities, transforming their lives and igniting a landmark movement. Um, Just a quick couple of basic facts. all right, I'm just going to confess a bit. I didn't watch the end credits. We're a little bit behind. I've had a hell of a day, and I've just... Okay, you know, well, I um, just subtly texting match sponsors just to <laughs> let them know that Flag 2 is on the plate right now. Um, but I did watch... If the- you work with Matt, can someone please tell them that the desk she moves is very much fucking appreciated? <laughs> It's that fucking hole. If no one notices that hole I filled in, I'm going to be very angry. <laughs> I had two texts about the hole. <laughs> um, but the music, did you watch the beginning credits? You don't pay attention to credits, do you? Because it's Yeah, yeah, I, I, I paid attention. I right. paid, uh, to be honest, they've got the Forrest Gump soundtrack, so it sounds fucking amazing. Right, okay, because yes, they have got the Forrest Gump soundtrack, but the music is also by Bear McCreary. He's like the John Williams of movies and TV shows. Right, so he's a proper. So, for instance, Battlestar Galactica is one. Okay, of his. I give him. Yep. yep. Okay, I've said that's one. But did he do Sunderland Till I Die? Because <laughs> Battlestar Galactica in Sunderland Till I Die is some of the best intro music I've ever heard. <laughs> I, I've only watched two episodes of Sunderland Till I Die. Oh, it just goes all floating at the end. So it, it always finishes off with like you know it's not going well for them. And it just cuts to black and goes on the river leaves <laughs> the boots. <laughs> Uh, Rick, if you can't tell, Rick is still ecstatic and over the moon. Um, it's not grating yet. He's a happy guy. Uh, unfortunately, you know me with a, a, That's a fourteen-year-old. Go- a fourteen-year-old curse has just kind of been lifted. That, that's what's happened. That, that's going to go on your headstone, isn't it? He was just a happy guy. That was it. Oh, oh, Rick Wharton. Not having to lift those Sports Direct mugs anymore just just improves my day. Um, and did you see who the exec producers were? Yeah, they've got a rival podcast, if I'm not mistaken. They do have a rival podcast, so they've got the rival podcast, and they're future friends of the show. It was the Obamas. That That's Michelle and Barrack, in case you've, in case we know any other Obamas out there. Um, and Tanya Davies, who I think... That's not who you're thinking of. I, do, you, do you not think? So you don't think it's Tanya nah, Lee? Well, you'd think if you had your name on something like that, you'd put your full stage name. I don't know. Maybe she's got divorced at the site. You don't know, do you? We don't keep up to date with 
But Tanya Lee Davies. Yeah, Tanya it? Lee Davies, Jungler's Act, fucking is doing working with the Obamas. I can understand why you think so, which is almost yeah. offensive within itself. Yeah, maybe. But also, it's the, the, the reason why. Hang on. The, the, the reason why I'm saying it is, I've got a good, really, really good Tanya Lee Davies story. <laughs> Let me find out the name of the comedian I nearly punched because. Of, uh, I can't remember his name. Is it? No, it's not Freddie Starr. Who's the other guy? Oh, Bobby Davro. Bobby Davro. Thank you. So, yeah, I'm getting drunk with Tanya Lee Davies and end up in the toilet. And Bobby Davro is there having a go at little people. And, yeah, I wanted to punch him. I think my mate talked me out of it. I, I think the story changes every time as well because I think in some renditions in my head, I'm like, I think I swung for him. But and I'm fairly sure I didn't. Yeah, Bobby Davro. That's if the we've name done over 120 hours of fucking content, Matt, and you haven't mentioned the time you punched Bobby Davro, <laughs> I'd be saving right now. I've f- even told stories about Bobby Davro on the podcast. Yes, before. yeah, yeah. But he, I've met him as well. He's a genuinely a really nice bloke. I, he must have just been a bit drunk that night. Anyway, I was about to call him a wonderful cokehead, but if Matt was drinking at the time, <laughs> we can't really we have no idea. throw stones yeah, in glass houses. Um, so effectively, Rick, lead us in on this one. So this is a Patreon pick. We've left that out. This is a Patreon pick, and it was picked months ago. So if if our valued Patreon member, I believe Nick Graham is the one whose Patreon pick this would have been, if she's decided this was no longer a Patreon pick, this is just a one we could have done anyway. Yeah, no, no, she picked it. She was the one who... Um, she effectively she becomes the third person in the in the vote. So I'll go, oh let's do this. And if Nick Graham says it, you're like you're outnumbered. So you're like, well, Nick Graham says it, I've got to do it. I gotta be honest, I pay no attention to that. Me and Nick Graham just happen to have a very similar taste in documentaries. <laughs> I, I genuinely think could you be Nick Graham and you're just doing this to I can get you win an extra vote, basically, by pretending to be someone. I'm sure it's not true, because Nick Graham sent me the funniest message this afternoon. So, uh, yeah, so thanks to our Patreon pals. Uh, as always, big shout out of love, because you guys are awesome, man. Seriously. I spent two hours on the phone to one of them the other day. It's brilliant. Did all my ironing. But the Patreon member? No, I did my ironing when I was on the phone to them in my ears, and I just did all my ironing. It was incredibly oh. relaxing. Yeah. Was it... <laughs> <laughs> was it someone that was complaining about the Newcastle takeover? It was <laughs> someone who was complaining about the Newcastle takeover. Yeah, yeah, she's not happy about the Newcastle takeover. Um, I'm a mag fly till I die. The thing is, you know she's a Newcastle supporter, don't you? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> she's just not a fan of the regime. But also, he came out today, uh, we're not going to talk about Newcastle, but... Prince, I've not been the one. No, I up. know you haven't. I have. Uh, but Prince Mohammed bin Salim has said Saudi Arabia will be carbon neutral by 2060. It's amazing you bring that up because the Vision 2030 was initially going to be on Newcastle United sponsors for a massive fucking payday for Newcastle, oh, and bet. the Premier League had an emergency meeting to stop that. Yeah, yeah. There's some. It's funny, isn't it? Everyone's dodgy, but some people are more dodgy than others. It really feels like when you used to play football as a kid and just say you're getting tonked by the kids in your street and then your brother and his mates turn up and come on your team. And I was like, nah, I'm going home. Yeah. I'm not playing this <laughs> anymore. And I'm taking me ball. Yeah. yeah. What about the what about Dupa League? What about the Super League? 
Um, so here we are with Crip Camp. Rick, lead us in with Crip Camp because thanks, first of all, Nick Graham for suggesting this as part of the Patreon pick where she gets free a year. So Crip Camp, really good, really good documentary, Matt. <laughs> now, for the for um, full disclosure, as they would say in America, uh, I am currently in between disabilities. So I was disabled for oh, probably 40 odd years and then uh, it got fixed. So I'm currently not disabled. So that means, you know, I, I used to be able to make disabled jokes. I can't anymore. No, people still think you are. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, I think I've told you this before. So when I used to walk, I walked like an orangutan, right? And I, I know you don't mentioned. know me. Yeah, but um, the people who meet me, who knew me previously and then haven't seen me in quite some time, when they see me, they're like, oh, wow. And it is Lieutenant Dang. You got new legs, Lieutenant Dang. Yeah, it's one of them. I didn't realize you were like effectively disabled. I thought it was just deteriorating an injury. Yeah, no, it was proper. Yeah, I, I could have got a. I really tried. The thing I was really pushing for was to try and get a disabled parking badge. I've been thinking about that today. That's, been thinking about getting one of those today. You can't even fucking drive. What are you on about? I said that I wanted a disabled parking badge, and you said I'm thinking of getting one of them. Yeah. And, and I said, I said you don't even drive. What are you on about? Oh, no, but we're starting doing the driving again, so I'm thinking about for when that's done. Wow. Hang on. I've got to ask what your disability is. I've got no sense of smell. I've mentioned it loads of times. Fuck off. <laughs> Fuck off. I'm calling bullshit on that. I don't have a sense of smell. No, uh, yes. No, I'm not calling bullshit on that. I know you don't because you can okay. never smell my arm. How, how do I know if the fish count is open in Tesco's if I can't park close to the, to the curb? <laughs> well, well done. I'm tired of this fucking ableist mentality <laughs> pushing me down. That's right? what I'm tired of. You're throwing the you're throwing the hat in with the disabled because of your lack of the sense as well. You have lost one of your senses. Okay, um, yeah, fair play. You can't get a fucking disabled parking badge for that though. I couldn't get one, and I was proper disabled. Yeah, where did you watch this one today, Matt? I watched it as the director intended on my phone uh, while I ate some food at my desk at work because I genuinely started at six a.m. this morning, whereas normally I get in at six a.m. do some documentary stuff. And then start work at eight. <laughs> you kept that one vague. You mean yeah. watch a documentary. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Podcast stuff. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I watched it on my phone. And uh, I wish I'd watched it on a bigger screen, to be honest with you. This, this was really good. Yeah, it was. This was the palate cleanser I think you were looking for. Yes, absolutely. This is exactly, this is everything I wanted in a doc. It gave me goosebumps. I was cheering. I a tear nearly came out I got choked up yeah I loved it absolutely loved it yeah it was real it... yeah yeah and um, so it, it starts off and the first thing you see it's the the kids at the camp being interviewed with the little stick mics yeah and he says what would you like to see and he says I'd like to see handicapped people be, depic be depicted as people and then it cuts into the trail I think that sets the tone yes yeah Fucking brilliantly. Um, and it's a summer camp in the States where it seems like just disabled people go, which I think yeah. was... And it was a byproduct. It got set up in the 50s, but they said when the 60s come along and everyone was getting stoned and like, look, we start need to include in everybody, right? When the civil rights movement started, etc. 
Um, and they went, well, let's start. Yeah, hang on. Why don't we just bring them here and let them act as teenagers rather than as disabled kids? And th- there it were was, no rules. You could see the happiness, do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, like, no so ma- uplifting. No matter how severely um, the conditions the kids had, yeah, the difference to their lives, particularly then, and I'll get into a whole bunch of reasons why, but back then, differently abled people were unable to go into public schools. Yeah. There was no ramps into places. Yep. You were, and then just to let them, you know, account for themselves. Yeah, absolutely. And the freedom that give, it was, the, the footage of the camp alone would have been an amazing documentary, I think. Yeah, it was great. It was really uplifting. Yeah. And they looked like they were kicking the fuck out of it, right? <laughs> Effectively, there was a... Yeah, I think they were like, what was it? So Jim Lebrecht, who's the guy they sort of follow from the, the off, and he's one of the directors and writers of the, the documentary. He was like, yeah, they turned around to me and said, you go to a place where there's loads of disabled people and you get to smoke weed with some of the camp counsellors. And he went, shit, man, sign me up. This 15-year-old kid. It was cool. And he yes. said he was self-conscious about his body because he'd had a, a colostomy bag fitted because he couldn't control his bladder because of his disability. And he, went, he was so self-conscious about it. And then he got to the camp and realised everyone had something wrong with them. And it didn't yeah. matter. At some point, yeah, it was embarrassing. But only embarrassing in front of able-bodied people because the non-able-bodied people and uh, the people with cerebral palsy, etc., and, you know, polio, they had to live with what we would find difficult circumstances constantly. Yeah. And they were they were with they were with people who understood how tough it is. So they didn't have to fucking be brave be brave. Be bra- no, I don't want to fucking be brave. Piss off. Yeah, it's almost as if the reason why we hadn't watched it yet as a documentary because it was a top pick. Yeah. Like it won all the awards and it was yeah, definitely yeah. looking good. But almost the reason why we didn't chose us was highlighted within this and kind of shone a light on that. Which is like the idea that it was uncomfortable, but when you once you saw it, it, it wasn't the case. Like even Brett's story, uh, sorry, Jim Lebrecht, his story of being born of spinal bifida, and then they're like, oh, he was only meant to live for a few hours. Yeah. Then you see footage of him as a like a toddler and growing up and stuff like that, and then it's about his social circles and then going into the camp. And I think this camp was just incredible. Great like, fun, the people man. who great fun. The people who ran this camp deserve all the accolades on the planet. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The um then there was a young woman there called Judy Human. Fuck and, me, is she formidable. Jesus. One of the most formidable people we've seen in a documentary. If you've got a cause, you want her on it, right? You, that's the sort oh, of God, person yeah. you need. That drive, that that anger and passion. And she said what stoked that was the fact that when that person said to her, are you sick? And she went, I just wanted to cry because, no, I wasn't sick. There's nothing wrong with me. I was just, I'm in a wheelchair and you're not. Why the fuck do you think I'm sick? And it did, it had like that free spirit where like the bus arrives to pick him up for camp and the the guy's like, I couldn't tell who was a counsellor and who. (laughs) (laughs) And it was one of the kids there. And the... (laughs) Who was the camp? Uh, the camp director was a fella called Larry Allison, and they're making. They've got an old city camera, and they're just taking footage. And they said, "What are you doing, Larry?" He went, "I'm digging holes because I think it'll be funny if some of these kids 
fell into holes. Right. Well, what he actually, what the, what the actual quote was was. Um, <laughs> yeah, some of these guys are pretty clumsy, so I think it'll be funny if they fall in the holes. Now, when he says pretty clumsy, I mean people with severe cerebral palsy. <laughs> and here's the thing. There's no airs and graces, right? Because, yeah, he's he's treating them how they wanted to be treated, which is as people rather than disabled people. Because when you see the camp... And you see the bunk rooms and the chalets. It makes you think of Camp Krusty in The Simpsons. Yes. Like it is <laughs> so fucking dilapidated. It's like, <laughs> it, but they are just so goddamn happy. It, it it was. It was just amazing to Very see that. Them playing sports when they're saying things like, "Yeah, it Camp J- is it Camp Jed or Camp? Okay, is it Camp Jared? Uh, camp? Oh, no, hang on. Janae. Camp Janae. Janae. That was it. Yeah, yeah. So when you're a camp junior, you have to get up to bat. Yeah. And if you don't hit it, you're out. Yeah, absolutely. But you have to get Yeah, yeah. So all the all the lives these people have been dealing with either it's, you know, pandered to them so they either win or they're just not allowed to participate yeah, at all. Yeah. There's no happy medium in between that. And like seeing that footage and the amount that they all look after each other and are carrying each other and helping each other with their conditions is again just phenomenally fucking brilliant concept. To yes, put that out, yeah, yeah, and right. I think we have, uh, and I know you've mentioned this before. We've been so scarred by documentaries in the past. You think, what is the health and safety full par that makes this go away? The, the weird thing is, like a lot of these kids weren't allowed into uh, what you call an able-bodied school because they were considered fire risks. Yeah, you're a fire. <laughs> risk, you're yeah. a fire risk. No, hang on. Only, only as much as a kid who's just been given a dead leg and a Chinese burn who can't walk properly. Because the school bullies just like digged him out a bit. Shut up. It's funny, isn't it? I think our views now, which are not brilliant, let's be honest. Um, like there's only, it's less than 10% of, I think, the London Underground Network in London uh, is for wheelchair access. That That is a statistic that was told to me quite vehemently while watching this, yeah. Oh, really? Is it 10% or is it more? It, it, it's, it's, it's very few yeah. very few and when you're on the tube if you're not listening for it you wouldn't understand it but they will mention that there isn't step free access yes. at the next yeah, yeah. junction a lot like a lot a lot and and like again me fucking you know blinkers on didn't even click that that would affect people I was just like oh yeah, fuck yeah. I mean it means i got to walk upstairs like yeah. I'm annoyed I have to walk upstairs give me no sense of smell they don't <laughs> What I love about your disability um, is the fact I have no recollection of it until you mention it. Oh, yeah, yeah. People just, they, they go on living their lives like they don't have to put up with what I have to put up with. Absolutely. And the thing is, and it always pisses me off because I take my smell very seriously. And whenever <laughs> we get in a car together, I'm like, I smell great, don't I? And you're like, are you taking the piss? Why? What are you talking about? Oh, that. Yeah, okay. Um See, to me, since I don't have a sense of smell, I'm always pretty self-conscious that I fucking stink. So when I, when you say I smell great, I'm like, try to tell me something about me, like. <laughs> fucking showered on Tuesday, you yeah. cheeky little shit. <laughs> and I went, God, you smell really nice, man. But what the fuck's that with you? I'm like, no, you smell good. Shut up. So, um, what I really loved about this documentary was the accents. I think that's it for me. New York accent. That, that's in my top I think three. some of those are conditions. 
Well, some of them are, yeah. But the, uh, I, I like the, uh, I think it's the Brooklyn accent is what I really, really like. It's that ballsy, hey. And here's what this made me think of, and I've said this on here before. There's, a, there's an author called A.C. Grayling, and I read a book that he wrote, and it's on about how dangerous labels are when you label people. And that's when you go, oh, the Jews, oh, yeah, they're all bad. Yeah, let's kill, let's exterminate them. The disabled, oh, fucking hell, fuck them. You, you can't just go, oh, they're disabled. It's like this person has yeah. specific needs, and that person has very different specific needs, as do I, as do you. My um, brethren of people without sense of a smell have been worried about a genocide for quite some time. <laughs> <laughs> well, they could put something in the air, you wouldn't know, would you? You'd exactly. Yeah, yeah. Chemtrails, man. Yeah, chemtrails. chemtrails. Um, and here's, here's it, the doc just swings along quite lovely, right? So you meet Neil Jacobson and his missus, Denise. They met at Cap, Camp Jeanette. Uh, they're still married. They both have cerebral palsy. Um, and she said they have a hierarchy of disabilities. And polio is at the top. That's like the top of the disability because you look normal. And cerebral palsy was at the bottom. And his mum says to him when he said, I'm going to marry Denise, why do you want to marry a handicapped girl? <laughs> Can't you marry a polio girl? <laughs> well, he told a story in which he mentions that um, a camp counsellor taught him how to kiss. Th this was it for me, right? So the docu that's 20 minutes in. The documentary is bouncing along. You've got the real feel-good factor. You're super happy. You're like, oh, this is lovely. And are they going to start a political movement? They might start a political movement. Oh, isn't it lovely? And then he hits us with this story, which I, I watched this three times, this story, because <laughs> it's so fucking perb, and it comes out of nowhere. You're like, what did he say? What? Go on, sorry, because I interrupted you. But no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm completely with you, in it? Because you feel when you see a camp counselor, I've got friends that went and did Camp America, right? And that's people who are students in the early twenties. They go, they do all the activities with the kids, and on the nights they all get drunk, drunk and bang, and have like summer relationships yes. and stuff like that. So when he says a counselor came and taught him how to kiss, I'm yeah. just like. Oh, I hope that was consensual. It sounded consensual because he said it's the best physical therapy he ever had. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And it wasn't, she didn't just teach him to kiss. She spent all day doing it. I mean, she wanted him to nail that, right? She cared about him and she made sure he got it right. And then, then this is the bit that, fr that just completely fucking threw me. Um, he said then he had a date a few days later and he put his hand on the girl's hand and she put her hand on his cock. <laughs> <laughs> it came out of blue, probably like he did. You can't um, criticise their motor neural disease, their motor neural <laughs> capabilities, isn't it? That might have, she might have been aiming for his hand. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was definitely sure, wasn't he? Because him and him and Denise were filthy bastards. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. They, 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 that cerebral palsy couple, the Jacobsons, yeah, is fucking Jacobsons. brilliant to see. They got, a, they got a documentary coming out all on their own. Surely, give me, give me half an hour on them. But throughout, you have these interviews with them holding the mic and talk about what they think of camp, and they have these debates. Which I did get a little bit Jonestown recollection from that because you know yeah. in Jonestown they often stand there and had the same mic and it's in black and white, similar time in history. 
Being like, it's really good here. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> and you're like, just please keep this nice. I'm pretty sure from the trailer it's got to stay nice. What, here's the thing that was going through my incredibly cynical brain. As much as they were saying, like, everyone's included, everyone's having a great time. We all know that kids are bastards, right? There's a hierarchy with children. They've said it themselves, you know, polio kids are at the top. Um, but there's a hierarchy. But not at camp. Everywhere well, else between disabled kids is what they say. Well, no, yeah, I mean with I mean with kids. Just kids in yeah. general. Kids are bastards. Yeah, I don't think it matters if you're able-bodied or not. I'm still programmed to those hierarchies to this day. It's like ingrained. Right, exactly, right? So I think even at camp, at the crypt camp, as they were calling it, um, there's got to have been a hierarchy. There must have been some kid who was even treated shit in crypt camp by the others. There would have been. There's always there's always people whose society will go, no, fuck you. You're the blame hound. You're the one who's getting it, John. Sorry, Do you mate. know what? I think this is the nice thing about this documentary is I don't think there was. Yeah, you're naive. You're being naive. Kids are horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But these are all the kids that have been horrible and excluded too. Yeah, so what's the first thing they'll do? And I, I just think it was a bit too rosy. And the cynical part of my brain's like, there's some poor kid there who's getting bullied and he's not having a good time. There's some poor kid there going... Why isn't someone teaching me how to kiss? And they're like, it's not going to happen for you, John. Get over it. We're too busy with Neil. I love your idea <laughs> is you look at these kids with like all different conditions, spinal bifida, like some like se- severe cerebral palsy. You're like, they're painting this too rosy for me, <laughs> these kids. It's not this nice. <laughs> Listen, at some point, everyone's a prick. That's all I'm saying. Um and then, and then it gets. This is a very funny documentary, and I know it's dealing with a very serious subject. Um, and the yeah. activism is brilliant. But when crabs break out at the camp, right? Yeah, that's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, and they're cheering it. They're like, "Yeah, we got crabs!" But even all <laughs> sat around together, they're chilling with guitars and yeah, all man. joining in. Like, they're just yeah, it's fucking amazing this, the footage they've got of this and just the guy this, I did, this was put together I, you can see the difference this is making in people's yeah. worlds well, on their faces at the time well it was the it was their first taste of freedom right because they were they were away from their mum and dad and their primary carers and that mm-hmm. probably happens what six weeks a year at camp that was it now where the American summer holidays are long as fuck that's why they have camps we don't have that shit in this country because it's a six weeks holidays in America is thirteen. Really? Yeah, America's Americans get thirteen weeks holiday in the summer. What? But it's all that time they don't teach them history. So <laughs> right. it's just a cruise. But yeah, you get like massively long holidays. I didn't in America. know that. I thought six yeah. weeks was the global standard. <laughs> this is again, this is the Britain for you, isn't it? We think everyone does what we do. Of course we do. No, yeah. no, they now, America, America has, like, massively long holidays. Oh, fuck. You've got to limit the chance of getting shot at school as much as possible. <laughs> <laughs> and Judy Human puts a lovely quote out. I didn't feel shame about my disability, more about my exclusion. Because her problem was the way society was treating them. And it was like, look, this this isn't on. And then the documentary, t- up to this point, right, it's funny, it's uplifting, and then it gets fucking dark, like... In a heart, as quick as we, we've gone from Neil getting a hand job to a place called Willowbrook, 
and it's a special oh. TV. Oh, report. Jesus, yeah. Fucking hell, man. Alfonso Riviera or whatever he's called, Geraldo. Yeah. Whoever that was that did the special on Willowbrook, and Willowbrook looks like a fucking series of American horror story. Yeah, it's and they said it's it's just as bad when you get in there because it's real life. And basically it's kids who have been institutionalised. They get three minutes feeding time each because there's not enough attendance. And they all get ammonia. It is, oh. It's fucking it's, They treat like the criminal sin. Yes. Yeah, in the 1800s. Yeah. Yeah. And that is so fucking bleak. And all the people at, you know, Camp Jenna know that they're only a hop skipper. Like, they're, they're a slight twinge in circumstances away from being someone in there. Yeah. And then the government puts forward an anti-discrimination bill, which would help disabled people. Um, and it was vetoed by Nixon due to costs. So yeah, you really... You see the faces that crop up in this, and you're like, oh, I didn't think... Oh, Nixon said no to it, did he? <laughs> we go, yeah. that, that scans a bit better with Futurama for me. <laughs> Here I am ripping American education system, but the way I've touted Nixon is the, the head that portrays him in fucking Futurama. <laughs> yeah, what a shitty thing to do. Bear in mind the money they would have spent on the Vietnam War. And they were like, yeah, we can't put ramps in schools. That's just... That's insane. We'd need people to pour cement. Yeah, you It's fucking... lobbyists. Lobbyists are trying to stop them doing this shit because they don't have to change everything. Every every infrastructure that would invest in government are like, we don't want to pay for this. So they're lobbying against Nixon and, Nixon, and then they just fucking fold and be like, nope, fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> That's basically <laughs> what Nixon says. I got into this with a tradesperson. So when we were getting these offices built that I'm in now, that I was the project manager. You said trades there, didn't you? Trades, yeah. Uh, yeah. Person. Cool. I'm sure I said tradesperson. Um, although he was a bloke. I didn't even catch that one. Right. Jesus, we are really yeah. tiptoeing along this one. <laughs> uh, although he was a bloke and uh, he was a nice guy, but I think he was fucking with me because he said, uh, I said, look, can you make the chains on the blinds longer, please? And he went, you can't. He went, in case a kid strangles themselves. And I went, what? And he went, in case a baby strangles himself. I went, this is a this is a commercial premises. This is a commercial office. And he went, Norrie, sorry, mate, can't do it. Can't can't do it. Thanks for the coffee and that, but I can't do it. And he done them just enough so that I couldn't reach them, right? <laughs> and I think he was just fucking with me. Because when their project manager came back in and I went, Yeah, the chain thing on the blinds, I went, is that true about kids? And he went, No, this is a commercial office. And I went, yeah, but he's done him so I can't reach him. And he said about the kids. And he went, oh, he's a prick, that bloke. He's just fucking with you. <laughs> Which I liked him even more for that, actually. It was... Whenever I hear about your day-to-day and whatever you're doing, I just I just have a picture now that they're <laughs> sat there at like two in the afternoon in total darkness. <laughs> and the boss comes out and goes, damn it, Wills, have you not opened those blinds yet? <laughs> Dickhead. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> I'm not far off. Yeah, but I like to. Yeah, it's very true. Uh, I told you to move the waste paper basket <laughs> to directly in the corner, <laughs> not by the corner. Fucking hell, Wilsey. Um, here's her naughty Denise Jacobson. This is Neil's wife, right? She has an affair with the bus driver because she went, I didn't want to die a virgin. She goes to hospital. And they say to her, well, you're in a lot of pain. Um, 
It's got to be your appendix. So they operate on her and take her appendix out. She's still in exactly the same amount of pain. And then they go, oh, they give her a pelvic exam and they're like, oh shit, you've got gonorrhea. And she went, well, why the fuck didn't you check for that? And they were like, well, we didn't think you were sexually active. You've got cerebral palsy. Yeah, this, the, really sad the way she says it. She says she was like proud for a moment. She was pr- yeah. Just sad. Yeah, proud that she got gonorrhea. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she went, fuck that. I, I loved her. She was adorable. Uh, so she fucked that. She went back to school and got a master's in human sexuality. She was funny, man. She proper, yeah. And she went, yeah, and I fucked the bus driver. Yeah, you go, girl. Oh, he got got a rear. Oh, well. Um, and then they all move out to Berkeley, California, and uh, they set up a thing called Independent Living. And it's well, first off, they did the um, the demonstration after Nixon vetoed the bill. So they all went to New York and basically closed down an interstate and just sat on a, you know, an intersection of road, like a four-way across junction. Yeah, just right like outside Nixon's there. HQ. Yeah. Yeah, they shut down New York. <laughs> it's not bad, is it? Um, so getting across those roads isn't easy in New York. It's the only, it's the, they have to have a counter for when it's going to go off because once it gets to zero, if you're caught in the middle, you do <laughs> <laughs> Like... It's the Bill Hicks thing, isn't it? <laughs> not today, lady. I've seen a lot of people strip before. I'm not proud of it. Um, and now I've seen a bloke with cerebral palsy strip. Steve Halfman. Good effort, man. Did a great job. Oh, was that when they were having parties and stuff? Yeah, yeah. It shows you where the it shows you where these people's lives splinter off. Like Brett goes to San Diego. A bunch of people from camp went to Berkeley. There's one guy who's like really chilled out, and he's. You see, you've got a couple of interviews of him at camp as a kid. He's always chain smoking and he loves, and they all love Grateful Dead. So they all end up at the same concerts across yeah. the planet together. They're all deadheads, which is like, isn't Grateful Dead like the most notorious? It's like what Otto, I think you've told us, that's yes. what Otto yeah, is yeah. into, is Grateful Dead. And then they start uh, as a disability in action. Yes. The yeah, political yeah. group. Yeah. And basically, they just want, they want the world to recognize their struggle and it, it becomes a, a civil rights movement. Um, and they just want the world to be a slightly easier place to navigate. That's all they're asking for. You know, they want to because they've realised that, like, in in their youth, that like if they're left to their own devices, not only can they survive, they can thrive. Do you know yes, what I mean? Yes, absolutely. Even though after being either coddled, looked after, or excluded their whole lives, when they're in this scenario, yeah. it's you know, and they realise it's the world built around them. Because that's Cap- the issue. Yeah, because Camp Jeanette was built for them, so they could live. Uh, they didn't have to worry about wheelchair access because everywhere was accessible. It was, yeah, it was good. And they're like, fuck it. No, we want this in everywhere we go. Why, why are we being left out? Um, and here's a little thing that shows the attitude. So they start up the uh, the Center for Independent Living and they get Judy along to come. And you also get D'Angelo, who was Brett's first girlfriend from camp. So even yep. then I'm like, ooh, I wonder if they got back together. Because <laughs> she was probably good for him, right? I mean, when they got split up because they both had crabs, I mean, that just seemed harsh. Cause that was their one-week anniversary, was, yeah. yeah. They're, they're even on camera going, I can't see my girlfriend's on one-week anniversary. I'm not fucking going over there. <laughs> Which I completely get that. We had um, scabies rip through the university in the second year. That is a whole bunch of A whole bunch of fucking itchy people, let me tell you that. 
that is horrible. That is a horrible thing to have, man. You get it's a cream you have to wear for twenty four hours. Yeah, <laughs> they get under your skin and they basically uh, they come out at night. I because I stayed so many shitholes in India. Um, I'm yeah, aware. I I got of it. what they it's, do, not the shitholes in India. Uh, it's fucking horrible. Yeah, I basically because I didn't cut my fingernails, which was a mistake at the time. I basically in my sleep I scratched myself raw. I ended up going oh. to a New Zealand hospital. And the doctor just went, oh, yeah, man, you got scabies. I was like, what? So, so you took us from fucking India to New Zealand. I did, yeah. Selfish prick. This is how the pandemic is still exactly. going here, Matt. Yes. That kind of attitude. Yeah. I didn't know I had it. He went, yeah, it takes all. He went, where have you just come from? And I went, oh, I was in India about four days ago. And he went, yeah, there you go. Fuck. That's my go-to if I don't want to go to work. Scabies? Yeah. You can still work on scabies. Not if someone sat next to you that you're calling saying you're not coming in. <laughs> <laughs> not if you have to ring your manager who sat next to you in the computer next year in the book. He's got, listen, like, look, flatmate's fucking minging, mate. And what he's done is he's got scabies. I've got it now. I've got to wear this creep for 24 hours and then get tested. Love this time. Fuck. What does that mean? Well, basically, it's little bugs that got it. No, you don't have to come in. Thanks very much, John. See you on Wednesday. <laughs> If the cream works, sometimes it doesn't. You know, we'll see. It could be forty-eight hours. Depends how much weed I've got. I mean, cream. That's uh, we'll see. Um, but yeah, they got um, they they were so upset about the the bill, the dis- the anti-discrimination bill, that they started doing rallies. Um, and they they basically sat in in a San Francisco government office. Oh, hang fire! Just because we're we're skipping ahead a little bit too much. I think you Are don't we? realize how much time we've we've lost in terms of trying to get this recording to work. So <laughs> you're acting like we've done 40 minutes here, Matt. We're oh, no, we haven't. No, we're on about half. Yeah, we're not even that. We're on about half an hour. So, so basically, um, Judy's part of a bunch of political um, organizations that is pushing for it and, and has been on TV talking about the thing Nixon vetoed. Yeah, the anti-discrimination bill. Yes, the anti-discrimination bill. They then have her on TV later in life. And they have her back on the same show. And this goes to show different attitudes. Because, again, I think if you watch the famous shows from back in a time, like you go back, SNL's not going to fucking change too yeah, much yeah. in terms of perspective. But if you watch, like, the crap light shows, it's just a filled time of their day, right? So they have Judy on a TV show, and he goes, uh, tell me, Judy, you were quite angry last time we spoke. Are you still an angry young woman? <laughs> 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 well he's got a cigarette in his mouth he's not facing the camera he's facing her which is the screen of her do you know what I mean yeah so you still get your niggas in a twist there Judy <laughs> like, it is unbelievably offensive and dismissive and that's one of those things you had to just walk past because I think in terms of civil rights uh, differently abled people are kind of neglected in terms of their story which is why this documentary is pretty fucking amazing yeah. We all know the figureheads of MLK and um, I want to say the other dude, but that seems disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> so you had Malcolm X and you got all these other figureheads. You got the marches, but this story is a one that is relatively untold. And yes. I think we just assumed it just happened f- because people got, yes. were right about stuff. You don't like, like, 
I had no idea like what we were you were about to go on to. They occupied which building did they occupy? That's the bit I must have blinked or something. It was a San Francisco government office. That's all I got. I love the idea they went in there. They think they're going to get like a fucking a photo shot, like because the, these people are underestimated their whole lives. Yeah, underestimated, particularly in the eyes of fucking politicians. Like, absolutely, yeah, bring them in. I'll fob them off, and then they have Judy Human in front of them, going, "Stop fucking nodding at me. You're not listening to what I'm saying. Yeah. I want an answer to this question. Why is this bill being yeah. repealed?" And, and then they just go, "We're not leaving." Then what? Yeah, we're not leaving. Yeah. Why are you repealing a bill that became law? It was regulation. Why are you not following it? This is disgraceful. This is fucking bullshit, man. Um, and what I like is they, uh, you know, Alan Rickman in Die Hard. Yeah. What are you waiting for? The FBI. Because <laughs> the FBI turn up when they're in this building and they play the FBI handbook to the letter. So they cut off their phones and the electricity and the deaf people, and they're like, oh, my God, they've cut off our phones. How will we communicate to the outside world? And the deaf people went, yeah, we could probably help with that if you know, if you want. And they're like, oh, yeah, perfect. Some guy built a fridge out of an air-conditioned unit. They're like, how the fuck did you do that? Um, Amazing, isn't it? I love I love the Die Hard reference as well because now I've got this idea of, like, you know, the cork head that's in the Christmas party. Yeah, yeah. Going, Judy, <laughs> Bubby, I can fix this. <laughs> Hey, I do multi-million dollar deals for breakfast. <laughs> I can deal with fucking terrorists. <laughs> I haven't seen Newsweek. Um, the Black Panthers helped them by supplying all of the food, which was... Yep. Uh, and they're like, look, you're, you're campaigning. They're like, why are you giving us food? And they're like, you're campaigning for a better life for everybody. That's a good thing. We're going to support that as much as we can. Mattress was d- donated from people, so I had yeah. places to steer. And the risks that a lot of them took, right? Because like, they didn't have their breathing apparatus, some of them. They didn't have colostomy bags. They didn't, like, some of them, they were saying, you know, they couldn't turn over because they'd get bed sores. You can die from fucking bed sores, right, um, if they get infected. And it happens a lot more than people know. Um yeah, nothing could be done. But they all stood there. One woman went on a hunger strike for the whole time. Which that had to piss off the Black Panthers. Like, I mean, talk about chucking it in your face. <laughs> We've bought the food. Come on. Um, and and there's a senator who was ignoring everything they'd done, right? Californo. And he was a proper prick. Um, so they went to his house in Washington, D.C. from San Francisco. Outside his house. Yeah, he did a runner out the back. So then they went and sat at the at the uh, in front of the church where the president Carter at the time went. He did a runner out the side because nobody. No one wants that for yeah, up. No, no one, one wants, wants that, that, right? Absolutely fucking. And that no is like a billion that. pound decision that people have lobbied to not have. Yeah. All those big campaign donors. All you do as a politician is ringing up. Can I get a donation to the campaign? Can I get? It? Yeah. So when something comes through, you get to say, "Listen, we're removing fucking X amount from your fucking coffers." Yeah. If you do this shit, it's fucking awful. Um, and there was only there was only, and this is this bit is absolutely beautiful. Only one reporter was covering this. No one else could give yeah. a fuck, right? His name was well, Evan Well, that's White. again establishment. This is where you start to talk about control of the media. Yeah, they don't yeah. want this word to be moved out. Yeah. And, and he was great. I, I, could, I didn't get his name. Evan White. Evan White. Yeah, so um, he was the only guy covering it. 
And effectively, there was a strike by across the country. I, I couldn't work out who was, I didn't write down quick enough who was on strike. Oh, it was like the tele, the tech people, like who help with um, right, and there wasn't enough news for the stations, so, so it all got turned on to that. Yeah, so it effectively, it was one of the first cases because this is all pre-internet. His news report, which was the only one covering, that went viral across the country because there was no other news to show because of the strike, and it fucking exploded the next day. Californo, who had been running away from them and wouldn't fucking talk to anyone. He gave the most, what's the right word? I know the right word here, Rick. He gave the most cunty press conference you could ever give. Oh, is this is this the guy who says, like, really, how many people would we be serving here with yeah. this? Oh. And the backtrack that he does on that is fucking disgraceful. And this is at day 24. And effectively, they, they won, right? Because the government backed down and went, Well, yeah, there was an interesting boy. thing because... They went to go and speak to Congress. They said their piece. But since they got the ones left back in the building in San Francisco or San Diego, or San Francisco, was, yeah. They were pulling out all the stuff. So, like, they were pulling the fire alarm on them. They were, they were ringing up saying there's a bomb scare yeah, to try and get them right, fucking yeah, out. Yeah. That's the FBI were doing this. imagine ringing those people and going, yeah, there's a fucking bomb. Like, and they were ordered by Judy, you don't leave. Until I tell you, you can leave. And they were like, okay, then, well, Judy. they believed in it. Like, they, they they just didn't want to disappoint it. This woman is fucking formidable. Yeah. I want her in Congress now or fucking running for office now. Yeah, it was a proper David and Goliath moment. It really was. It was, um, yeah, it was proper. I got goosebumps and I was like, oh, mate, fuck it. They won. Did Did you see them when they had the protest of climbing up the Capitol stairs? Yes. Without the... Yeah. Oh, man. That give... If it takes me all night. When I went to um, Philly, I jogged up the rocky steps. <laughs> and that's what I was like by the end of it. And the difficult thing with you, Rick, you can't smell defeat. So you don't yeah, know what it looks yeah. like, right? I, I couldn't even smell the Philly cheesesteaks in the air. And <laughs> tear in my eye. No one's, no one's acknowledging I can't smell the cheesesteaks, man. <laughs> it's a disability. Um you watch, we'll get someone out there is going to pick us up for being fucking rude to the non-smellers. Um, These guys are fucking legend. Hey, hey, uh, let me, if there was ever a cause I could be the fucking face of, just me going, <laughs> I'd have an office, links or dog shit. I just, you just got to take a risk. You just got to take a risk. <laughs> you have to have a smelling dog who's given you the nod. Yeah, that's all right, mate. You can wear those pants again. They're okay. <laughs> 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 oh, it struck me proper funny. <laughs> when I was a kid, do you know how the um, when you get to the age where people are buying your smellies and stuff like that for Christmas? Yes. And you get like little mini things of aftershave. Yeah. Little mini. Still get them. I buy them now. They're awesome. I want to look like a big so, size normal person. Yeah, look, my, <laughs> <laughs> my brother for a long time has claimed that he was pissing them in them when I was a teenager. He claimed he pissed in them? Yeah. Oh, what a shit. I had the most alarming acne for a summer. <laughs> 
Jesus, man. You're going to be sitting down with a therapist one day and it's all going to be about your brother. The odd smattering of your mum. But, yeah. but He's mainly. the funniest guy I ever met. <laughs> yeah, I know. You said that. I, I feel the same about my sister. Uh, right, where were we? Uh, yeah, here's the weird thing about the law. Private companies div- didn't even have to adhere to the law, right? It was just government-based institutions. because yeah, um, it's whoever takes federal money has to. Yes. Um, and then Reagan gets involved, so like in 1983. So they won their thing in 1980, and society starts to see change. But then three years later, Reagan comes along and he's like, this is yeah. bullshit, man. What, we want to help people? No, we don't want to help people. It's up to them to help themselves. Because that's what Reagan and Thatcher were all about, right? They've got to fucking help yeah, themselves. Yeah, the minute you see the right wing fucking, yeah. you know, pull yourself up by your fucking bootstraps, I'm not paying for you. It's these foreigners that are making it happen that yeah. cost money. All all the guys famous for that. The minute you see their face, like, oh, I didn't think they would help in the... Oh, they didn't. <laughs> they didn't <laughs> at all. They were. <laughs> and then, effectively, now, here's, this, this stat is incredibly sobering. There were, at the time, this is in 1984, 40 million physically or mentally disabled people in the United States. They are the biggest minority group within the United States and they had no rights to protect them apart from the normal rights. And that's all they wanted, right? And they went, right, okay, fuck this. You make a law across the country to protect us. We just want to be able to get on a train, right? We just want to be able to to get into our government office to go and see our senator. And this is a great thing about a documentary with scope because I, I think it's like almost like Brett's story you follow a little bit yeah, yeah. more than the others, like in terms of his career and his aspirations because he wants to work sound tech for the Grateful Dead. And he says that immediately nothing happened immediately, but surely but surely the world began to get easier around him. Yeah. Yeah, and he noticed the changes. It went back. It, it has a, a good full circle with footage from the camp. Yeah. And where the spirit was kind of birthed. Well, and in the end, so they they do they have a genuine win, and basically we see President Bush, the the daddy one, not the not the son, um, and he said this, and again, it's a the language they use. While you appreciate the words, you know there's no sentiment behind it, because he said. Um, let the shameful wall of exclusion come down. What? Oh, and then we're gonna then we're gonna go and bomb Iraq. Soon as we've finished helping these wheelchair was, was guys, was that around the time of the Berlin Wall by any chance, or was he having a, was he having a dig at the Iron Curtain just while fucking slipping? No, in I think that out? was in the I think that was in like the nineties when he was around. So uh, right, but yeah, let. Let the shameful wall of exclusion come down. You're so, it's so fucking insincere. But the words behind, the words themselves are really powerful. Like great speech writing, but he didn't fucking mean it. But they did win. And it, they said, look, it's the tip of the iceberg. You can pass a law, but society has to change. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's society's attitudes towards it. It doesn't yeah. mean fuck all without that. Yeah, absolutely. And then, the, the, yeah, what you said, you, the nice moment. And it goes back and you see all the kids from the camp, don't you? Uh, a lot of them are dead. Did you notice that? Mm. That was... Yeah, yeah, you saw... Like young. You mentioned the kids young. of them. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Jacobsons, uh, they had a kid. He's a, uh, a bank vice president and she's a writer. Can you imagine getting turned down alone by him? Yeah. Like I'm oh, gonna get, I'm gonna give that I'm gonna give that bank manager a piece of my mind. Oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Your wife had gonorrhea. I saw it on a documentary. <laughs> <laughs> she fucked a bus driver. Then you see them with kids and you see it's brilliant. You see them flying around on their on their wheelchairs and going for coffees and stuff yeah, like that. They're just yeah. they're fucking brilliant people, honestly. But, like they're very like, you know, great entertain. It like they very warm, fucking Yeah. Yeah, yeah, man, it, proper. And when she gives that speech at the end, right? So Judy gives that speech where she says, "So let me get this right." It was, it was the way she delivered it was brilliant. Yeah. Goes, look, I should be sat here saying I'm happy, but I'm, I'm kind of tired of being grateful to have access to a toilet. Yeah. If I was, if it was equal, I wouldn't feel grateful. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, the world is made for the eighty percent, right? Not the twenty. Um. It's a great, I, I, here, here are the notes I made. Great doc, great soundtrack, great recommendation. Yeah. Superb. And the reason this affects us all, right, is because disabled rights are needed for us. Not today, but you you are currently, well, you're disabled, obviously, but I'm currently in between disabilities. But I know... Uh, I, Matt I, has one mistake with a fucking blind cord. <laughs> My wife is opening my ketchup bottles for me for the rest of my life. Um, but listen, I know at some point in my future, I'll be disabled again, as will every single person listening to this if they're lucky enough to live long enough. I mean, but they might just die in a car accident. So, you know, and that's, you know, that could be, you know, good luck if you do. But if you don't, you're probably going to be fucking... It's at eight o'clock, the darker <laughs> I swear to God, this is, this is late. This is the late This is late. This us. is a fucking late recording. But listen, at some point, we're all going to be disabled, no matter how you look at it. So you're going to oh, need these rights to protect you. 12 summers left, I can't. Jesus, 13. This was such a nice documentary. Do we have to fucking talk about your this DNR for fuck's sake? When it gets this late at night, it's not it's not thirteen <laughs> summers remaining. It's God, I've got to live through thirteen winters. Oh <laughs> shit! <laughs> uh, but listen, Nick Graham, I mate, you excelled yourself. Loved it, absolutely loved it. It was exactly what you said, Rick. It was the palate cleanser I needed. I, I choked up watching it. I was moved. I wanted to, yeah, I wanted to sh- shoot a president. You know that sort of stuff. It's just handheld. I've never seen handheld fucking footage of a kid just walking around with a camera. Yeah. Show that much fucking joy and freedom. Like yeah. you can, th- those kids looked weightless compared to what their everyday fucking lives had been, and just yeah, the the growth in it. Yeah, I I thought the concept of it was truly inspiring. Now mm. I am trying to learn about you know, able bodyism and and that kind of level of just like discrimination so i know you're not supposed to refer to the actual people as inspirational because they're just living their lives they don't they're not there to be in yeah. to fucking inspire you yeah, they're yeah. just there with their fucking thing it's that's the concept of that camp and the fact someone put that together and fucking this is you know look at everything that's brought from it not that those people wouldn't have went on and got political and thing but this is exactly literally the petri dish fucking for it I yes it was, it was. yeah yeah and i like the way they use the word crip Oh, that was brilliant. Because whenever I used to say to people when I was disabled, oh, I'm crippled, they're like, oh, don't use that word. Go fuck yourself. I'm crippled. Fuck off. Use whatever word I like. Oh, sorry, is that not comfortable for you? Fuck off, you pricks. 
Anyway, parents are cruel. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yes, I will turn the blinds through. Yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> you knocky little shit. There we go. <laughs> um, right, give it a score, Rick. I'm giving this as solid a four as I've seen. Fucking hell, fair play. I'm giving this a five. This had everything. It didn't have as evil a shit to see it. It was a. It had Bush and Reagan. What? What? How more evil can you get? And Nixon. I know, I know, but you expect that from them. Just right, to know and then hiding away from it. But yeah. in terms of like an arch villain and stuff like that, but in terms of everything else, this was well worth the fucking watching and very different to what I thought it would be as well. Because I, when I yeah. saw it, I kind of worried. There's there's like a slew of shows now. There's some on Netflix, which is kind of like Love on the Spectrum, which like as much as they're a part of it, they're very much in my mind, a bit of the fucking joke. It's almost trying... It's not car crash TV, this. Yes. Which when you see Crip Camp and you see the... Yeah. You know, they're, they're crawling to help the kid with no legs round the fucking rounders in yeah, yeah. baseball. It's not there to be fucking laughed at and nor is it. It's There's no fucking comedic to it. No, absolutely Whereas, like, not. Say, something, something like Love on the Spectrum, you know one guy's got to turn up with a fucking Rubik's Cube and ask when he, can he do anal on the third date. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, the... And I was a little bit hesitant as thinking, will there be an element at which there isn't? Um, yeah, this was a fucking yeah, excellent man. documentary. Loved it. Um, and again, ex- untold story of something very fucking integral to yes. how our rights are yeah, yeah. today. And I think we we lean that way a bit in the UK, but I, 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 yeah, I don't know. Embarrassingly, I don't know what our rights are like in the UK. We should have probably did a bit of research on that. I'm eroding day by day. So, by yeah, okay. Uh, I went to We're a, too busy trying to get the foreigners we asked to leave to come back and drive buses. We're sorry. We're over here. Who's going to fuck our teenagers with cerebral palsy, Matt? <laughs> Who's going to fuck our Who's teenagers? Who's going to teach Niels to kiss? Um, <laughs> right, what's up next, kid? What you, what you got for us? Up next, uh, it may be another Patreon pick or uh, a bad sport. I haven't, I haven't. Quite we can't do any more yet. sport. Come on, come on. We can't do any more sport. Although no, I we'll ri- just, sorry, we just we just I, had a message from one of our Patreon members. <laughs> <right> <laughs> <laughs> I'll read it off the air, but the uh, <laughs> uh, no, no. Like I said, I haven't actually since me and Matt uh, we're, we're rush recorded this one and the next and and the Tiger King out today because we have a full week of yes. gigging ahead of yeah, us. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll discuss that one during the week. There we go. Right, it's coming though. It'll be here next week. But I, sorry, I know discuss is in the title, but I'll be telling you which <laughs> yeah. one during the fucking week. That's how busy I am. I can't even look through. I Netflix, found one on YouTube one. called "The Dissident Was Bullshit," <laughs> right? And I think I think it's an important watch. <laughs> and on that note, right, I'll uh, I'm gonna go home. I'll see you later. All right. Thanks very much, buddy. Take it easy, guys. Cheers. Ta-da. <laughs>